You are listening to Down Home. The oral tradition of speaking poetry or spoken word has a long history that predates the actual printing press. In fact, performance poetry in Africa dates back to prehistoric times. Some would say the modern spoken word poetry has its roots in the Harlem Renaissance, blues, and other music that came out of that center of black creativity back in the 1960s. Whatever its origin, spoken word poetry continues to be a powerful way of self-expression, especially in the black community. This week, Jay and I have a conversation with two-time Canadian National Poetry Slam champion, Dwayne Morgan. Dwayne's award-winning poetry career has taken him all over the world with a number of notable performances, including Super Bowl number 46, poetry readings for former governor Michelle Jean. He shared the stage with artists such as Alicia Keys and Drake. He's also performed for former president of the United States, Barack Obama. Welcome to Down Home, the Nova Scotian experience from two black men. I'm Derek Wise, and as always, we have Jay Jones. What's happening? And our conversation this week is with poet, speaker, and social entrepreneur, Dwayne Morgan. Dwayne, how you doing, man? I'm excellent. Uh, looking forward to our discussion. Great, great. Uh, break, break it down for me, man. Social entrepreneur, right? That's an interesting concept. Break it down for us. Uh, so for me, um, you know, much of the work that I've done, like I started my own business when I was in high school and, and that business was around bringing people together for the most part around social things, around things that um, mattered, whether it was, you know, causes, whether it was, you know, just being black youth, whether so um, the stuff that I've done has always had some kind of purpose. So it hasn't been running a business for the sake of just making money, but it's to have a social impact on the environment that I find myself in. Right, right. That, that's, that's a very interesting concept. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Now, uh, what inspired you to express yourself through spoken word uh, back in the day? Um, you know, it's it's a, it's a funny story because uh, I wasn't one of those young people who grew up and had a diary and journaled and, you know, would just write lyrics and stuff like that. That wasn't me at all. And in high school, I ended up um, producing a pad, you know, uh, all of this talent, but I was the one who had organizational talent. So, you know, they had talent and didn't know what to do with it. And I was the one who had no talent, but I knew how to put things together. So I put together this talent show. And then as we, as you know, a few days before this talent show, I realized that, you know, everybody was going to come and watch all my friends on stage. And nobody really cares about who organizes the show. They just love to see, you know, who's on the stage. And I was like, yo, I need to find a way to get on stage too, so I can get a little bit of the shine. But I knew I couldn't rap, I couldn't sing, I couldn't dance. So I'm like, how on earth am I going to get on stage in this thing? And I decided to write a poem. So I wrote a poem. That was the first poem I ever wrote. And that poem changed my life. And I've been writing poems ever since that day. Wow. wow. What was the poem called? Just out of curiosity. 
I was called In Search of the True Brother, and it just looked at a lot of the stereotypes that existed around being uh, a young Black male at that time. Cool, right. cool, cool. Yeah, nice. That's, that's interesting, man. So just out of curiosity, because I, I, I saw in your bio that you, you did um, kind of uh, leverage that, and you, and you went into the kind of the, the political realm, and you, and you, you, you saw it like a... a uh, a seat in the provincial election back in 2018. How do you how do you how do you go from your beginnings to 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 actually trying to take a swing at the political realm there back in 2018? Sorry, you know, uh, it, it's an interesting thing because you know the they reached out to me and they're like, hey, would you ever consider uh, doing this? And it was like a short five minute phone call because I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> and they were just adamant. And they just kept getting like different politicians to call me, and they're like, yo you know, with the work that you're doing in community, imagine if you had a seat over here, how you could amplify the work that you're doing. And I hadn't really thought about it that way because, you know, a lot of times, you know, when you're young, when you're black, when you're coming up, there's an idea that you have in terms of who are the politicians. And you forget that almost everybody who is a politician was something else first, was something else before, and then they moved into that. So then I had to ask myself, well, why do I keep saying no? What is stopping me from, you know, at least trying and, and seeing what this thing is? So eventually I realized that I was limiting myself. Right. And then I was just like, you know what? Let me just give it a try. What do I have to lose? Like there's three, three to five people in the race. All of us know that only one can win. So there's mm. going to be more losers than winners here. So mm. as long as you have it in your head that I'm doing this, and not solely, you know, just to win, but to learn. And I encourage so many people who look like me to do it. I mean, it's difficult and it's, you know, and it's, you know, when you're young and you're black and you're rolling up in certain neighborhoods and knocking on people's door, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, it, it comes with its own set of, you know, challenges. But there are people that I met along the way who won. Right. I finished second place in my writing first time out and I was against two people who we're sitting politicians, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? I felt good about that. But there are people that I know who won. And now as a result, because they know that I ran, it's like when I need their ear, I could be like, yo, I'm trying to do this thing. Can I get a letter? Can I get a mm -hmm. reference? Do you have somebody that you can connect me to? So now I also realize that the power of running is the network. Mm -hmm. It's the having access now to people who are in positions that I can reach out to them because they know me and mm -hmm. they know who I am. Yeah. So I encourage so many people who look like me to get involved in the process. And even if you don't get a seat at the table, you'll at least be close enough to the chairs to be able to like whisper in somebody's ear and be like, yo, here's what's up. So, you know, I think it's such an important thing that we don't just look at it and be like, ah, that's something for somebody else. Cause everybody there was somebody else before they got there. Yeah. So the, the power of networking, man, the power of absolutely. Networking. Yeah. You got to yeah. throw that hat in the ring, I guess, you know, yeah. 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 see where it lands. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, spoken word expression, it covers a lot of topics based on, you know, who you are, what you feel, what you see, the social, you know, things that, that we see on a daily basis and then interpret it in your own way. Um, mm -hmm. Now, beyond that, in your mind, what, what social issues uh, do you think aren't getting enough traction these days? 
Man, it, it's really hard to to say because it's like you know, there's there's so much dialogue and discourse about you know stuff that's happening you know in the world. We had mm-hmm. uh, you know this this awakening that people had around you know racial stuff you know with the murder of George Floyd, which lasted you know a few months, and then you know you just move on to the the next thing, and you're, you then you wonder, all right, who has to get killed next for us to rekindle this because it's not mm-hmm. something that sustains itself it's it's sexy in the moment but then Mm -hmm. you know real life beckons real life calls and you know all the allies have gone back to starbucks and are gone back to the regular life and they're just doing (laughs) their thing right so it's it's you know a lot of that stuff is still not being uh discussed a lot of the the systemic racism uh in our society is still not being discussed and and, and it's interesting because when I say it's not being discussed, when we look at things that are happening in the States, you know, they're passing laws to say, let's not discuss this. Let's yeah. never discuss this. Let's not even bring up that this history even happened because, mm. you know, if we start teaching kids what actually happened, what's it going to mean for our society? And I'm sitting there like, what am I hearing? Like mm. you're actually saying, let's not teach kids what actually happened out of fear of what they might think about the world that they live in right now. And it is such a dangerous thing that we actually have people in power who think that this is a good idea. But it also reminds us that when we look at you know history, when we go through the school system, we're taught that you know, history is the story of what has happened. And then you realize once you get a bit wiser that history is a curated uh, story of what happened. And then you have to ask, well, who is the curator mm-hmm. of this history? Who's mm-hmm. the one who sat with all of the history and decided which parts we're going to put forward and which parts we're going to take out and why mm-hmm. and to whose benefit? So, yeah. you know, these are the things that we're looking at you know, dismantling, but it's so hard to dismantle when you actually have people in power saying, hey, let's pass some laws that says we can't even talk about this. And, and I think that's the danger of where we're at right now. Yeah, it's it's a scary thing, isn't it? And uh, I, I heard somewhere, I read somewhere that um, history is actually the story of the, the quote unquote, the, the, the victor, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's that's the spin that we get. That's the spin that we get. Yeah, it's all about the status quo, keeping 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 their their vision in in yeah. line with what they want to see. It's uh, absolutely it's a crazy world, but yeah, we touch on some of those themes all the time, and it, you know it's frustrating because how do you break through? But mm-hmm. the only the only other thing you can do is just sort of have these conversations, and hopefully that brings around something. At least the the things that people aren't getting taught, they can sort of catch wind and go. Oh, and maybe hopefully with the world that we have today, everything you can investigate and, you know, you can find out. So you you might have to go a little bit deeper, but I think people who stand for those things should continue to stand for those things because you got to just keep on keeping on, you know? Yeah, definitely. So, and, and I, um, you know, just, just to build on that just real quick is, is yeah. the, the other danger, I guess, is that, you know, we live in this world of, of social media and stuff where everybody's on there. And, and that's where a lot of people are getting their information. And a lot of us, you know, I have a degree in mass communication. So I'm always, you know, looking behind the, the curtains of everything that's happening. And we often don't even realize that so much of what we are seeing is being programmed to us by algorithms behind the scenes. Yeah. So the world isn't even necessarily how we see it and how we think it 
it's how this algorithm decided that we want to see it. So, you know, even in the things that we believe, we have to question those things. So even on my phone, every minute I'm getting, uh, you know, notifications from CNN and then I get one from Fox News because I think it's very important that we always listen to multiple sides of what is happening. So if you have the opportunity, yeah, you know what? Listen to CNN, listen to Fox News, listen to Al Jazeera, listen to BBC and get all these different opinions and somewhere in there you'll find the truth because there'll be some things that they all said and then you'll be like, this is the truth, the rest of this is opinion. And because of these algorithms, the world is being presented to us in a way that isn't necessarily how the world is, but it's based on every time we press like, the algorithm says, ah, let's show them more of this, right? So we yeah. never actually get to see another side. And this, the, the drawback to that is then how do you have, how do you develop critical thinking skills? How do you learn to in, intelligently argue with somebody who thinks something differently because their Instagram feed might be the entire opposite mm-hmm. of your Instagram feed? Mm-hmm. simply because of what they've liked. So if we can't get to the point where we can intelligently have conversations and debate with each other, then then where do we go? We're yeah. just in these silos thinking that this is just how life is. And yeah. that's a very dangerous place to be. Yeah, yeah. it's like, go ahead, D. No, I was just going to say, and, and, and because at the speed that, that those algorithm, algorithms feed that to us, it's not like mm-hmm. 30, 30, and 40 years ago when you picked up a newspaper and, or you might have had a stack of newspapers and you're reading through the newspaper. No, this is instant. Mm-hmm. It's happening yep. like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it takes away the critical thought and you know the critical lens that people look at things. They just look at it as... And you know what the other thing, too? Like it, it creates this mob mentality, too. And then people start posting their stories and then you follow whoever and then you start seeing their stuff and then you know it rah 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 and then it goes on and on and on Mm -hmm. but uh yeah i totally agree with that so with um just to change gears just a little bit with uh your spoken word um obviously you produced a lot of uh events and um i i've actually been a big fan for a lot of years i do spoken word from time to time myself i i love the the way it you know i can express my way through that so i've known about you for years actually and i've actually been to brothers speak and when sisters speak what is it like helping others with the creative process it's it's different than creating for yourself so can you break down the difference between the two well i mean the creating space for other people has been a big part of my entire career. You know, you know, I told you the story about how I got started and I got Mm -hmm. started by creating space for other people. So, you know, even when I started my business, my business was to put on talent shows and to create space for other artists. And, you know, as I was doing my own thing, I was realizing that there were so few welcoming environments, so few places that actually wanted to hear my style of poetry, the topics that I was talking about. So I was always kind of cast to the side. And I always wanted to make sure that those coming after me would not be in the margins, but would be on the main part of the page. So mm-hmm. I wanted, I never wanted them to feel the, the rejection that I felt, you know, coming up. So I always worked to try to create space and to create avenues and to build infrastructure that would allow those who came after me to have an easier go at it than I did. You know, when you're just doing stuff for yourself, it's really just about you. What, you know, what do I think? What do I feel? What do I want to get from this? Uh, I think the real value is in 
when you are no longer thinking about you and really thinking of, you know, what is needed? What can my legacy be? How can I help other people? So, you know, when I, when I, um, I do an open mic um, once a month and I do it with a, a young man that I've been mentoring for, for years. And, you know, now he's mentoring, um, you know, poets. So I'll see some of those poets come to the, to the mic and, you know, they'll thank him for being a mentor. And I'm like, every time they thank him, they're thanking me without yeah. even knowing yeah, because yeah. it's, you, you just have to, you know, pass that down. And I think as a community, one of the things that we have um, struggled with is being able to pass things on is being able to set up the next generation for success. We mm. always want to stay in a position so long that it, we just burn out and die, and then there's nothing left to pass on. And I think the greatest thing that we can do is when we open up a door, find a young person who wants to do something with that opportunity, mm -hmm. give them everything that you have, and be like, yo, run with it. Because yeah. everything that you do is part of my legacy, right? Mm -hmm. I don't have to do it all. Yeah, but if yeah, I empower yeah. you, to continue it, my legacy is still happening yeah. while I'm at home fading into the background, right? Yeah. So we don't have to burn ourselves into the ground just to say that we were here, just to say that we did it. Like how many black businesses have a succession plan? Have, you know, who's gonna take this over after me? How, mm -hmm. like, we don't, we don't think, you know, in that kind of way. And I think, you know, so it's almost like every generation reinvents the wheel. We gotta get to that point where it's like, yo, instead of reinventing the wheel, Let's build three other wheels. Yeah. Now we have a car. Now yeah. we can take it somewhere. Yeah. And I think that's just a big part of, you know, we're starting to see with the younger generation, they're starting to get that mindset. And, and, and it's, it's very encouraging to see because, you know, there's so much that, um, you know, we've missed out on because the elders didn't pass things on to us while they were still relevant. While it yeah. was still, you know, at that moment, yo, this is the time to pass it on so that somebody young and fresh can take it and, and build it in a new, don't wait till it, you know, dies and then there's nothing left but the embers, you know what I mean? Right. So yeah. um, I, I, do, I put so much effort into the young people that I work with and I mentor, and it is such a blessing to see them taking that and then passing that on to another yeah. generation. Yeah. So create your own lane and leave a trail, right? And yeah, so absolutely. others can follow. I guess that sort of inspired you to create uh, up from the roots your your company. Mm -hmm. Now is yeah. that does that is that the umbrella of you know of a whole bunch of other things, or is that just deal with the spoken word aspect? So, yeah, up from the roots is is my company name, and it's based on the uh, quote from Marcus Garvey that a people without knowledge of their history is like a tree without roots. Mm -hmm. So I always wanted to create something from the ground up. I wanted to create something that was self sufficient. I wanted to create something that wasn't dependent on government funding or any other uh, bodies or sources outside of me and and my crew. So it was set up from the very beginning that everything that we did would fuel the next thing that we wanted to do so that we never had to be dependent. We never had to have our hand out asking people for stuff. It was always a matter of being self-sufficient with the stuff that we were doing. And I've kept that model for 29 years. Mm -hmm. And um, so everything that we do falls under the up from the roots umbrella, whether it's, you know, poetry shows, music shows, comedy shows, whatever, it all falls under the, the up from the roots umbrella. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Totally, totally inspiring, you know, to, cause I've seen some of your productions. I think it was the hummingbird center where you used to do the, the, uh, uh St. Lawrence center for the arts. Saint, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I went to, I think 
for a few years, I went to see quite a few and it, and it was always packed and it was always interesting. You had different artists from different places mm -hmm. and uh, it was so cool to just sort of see them express themselves and speak about the social uh, things that you know people want to talk about whether it was from their own perspective or or things that everyone knows about it was yeah I always I was always kind of like wow this this is actually pretty cool because you know spoken word wasn't always a it's kind of a niche thing you know what I mean yeah. so but I mean it it does have quite the following but uh, to see it come together like that and people embrace it it's just it can it's a continuous thing. Although spoken word has been around for a long, long, yeah, long, long time. time. Yeah, Pre-colonial times, you know, Africa, mm -hmm. African times. So it's good to see sort of how, you know, you have sort of become a griot in that, that way, sort of doing what you do and passing along, mm -hmm. you know, your inspiration. And it also sparked something in you, which is your poetry, which you didn't think you could do at first. It's, uh, cool. it, you know, hearing you speak, you, you, the, the passion and the, um, the fulfillment that this is all brought out in you. It's, uh, it's inspiring, man, to be honest. It's, it's, uh, it's, um, it's very interesting. And, and, and it, uh, it also kind of mirrors what we're trying to do with this podcast. So it, um, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's good to see, good to see. Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah totally. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm so passionate about the stuff that I do. I, I I'm just passionate all the time, even just talking about, you know, the stuff that I do, because, you know, somebody might hear this and, and not be familiar with me and be like, yo, they just feel that passion and be like, yo, I need to get involved. I need to do something or whatever. So, you know, I, I try to be as passionate every day. Like, and I, even with the young people I, I work with, I'm like, if you're not going to be passionate about what you're doing, why do it? Like, it, it yeah. makes no sense. Like there's, there's so many things that you can choose to do in the world. Why choose to do things that you're not passionate about? Like mm -hmm. it's, it's just a waste of time, waste of energy. Like just find those things that bring you joy, that bring yeah. you love, that, you know, fill you with purpose and, and just go out there and do it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ain't nothing to it, but to do it. That's <laughs> what my grandfather used to say to me all the time, J boy, yeah. ain't nothing to it, but to do it. And he wasn't lying. <laughs> so, uh, um, uh, I asked you if you would maybe be able to, uh, sort of bless us with one of your spoken word poems. Um, you know, so if you have one of those, you would like to share with us, we really, really appreciate it. All right. For sure. For sure. So, um, you know, with this one that I'm going to do, it's interesting because, you know, as I mentioned, I've been doing this for 29 years and for 29 years, I've had to do poems about violence in the black community. And mm -hmm. it's, it's unfortunate that you still got to write these poems because things are still happening three decades later. So the, the challenge then becomes, how do I write another one of these poems in a way that it doesn't sound like the last one mm -hmm. that I wrote? So yeah. uh, this is the most recent of those. And this is called Picture Day. Cool. There's a line out the door of 13-year-old black boys dressed in their Sunday's best, accompanied by parents looking stressed by understanding this rite of passage. It's picture day. So we dress up our teens and make them say cheese, continue this routine every two years, images archived online in case our sons die gone too soon. This way. The media can be given the official images that we want used, not the ones they always seem to find that have us looking like we've lived a life of crime and are unworthy of compassion, empathy, inquiries, investigations, and nobody wants to be here. 
This is nobody's idea of a fun afternoon, a good use of family time, taking pictures in case our sons die, but everyone knows that a picture says a thousand words. And this might be the only obituary spoken heard because we are living in a world where more black boys will die in Chicago than soldiers during the Iraq war, where black boys will continue to die from being poor, with poor choices and poor options, leaving us pouring out liquor, spilling spirits for lost spirits because black lives only seem to matter when they're dead. So every month, we put aside funds for our son's education slash funeral fund. We live in the now. Tomorrow seems like a cruel joke when you grow up in communities that make you play hunger games for survival, creating rivals out of street codes, often outlined in chalk in our street clothes. We think we're dying prematurely. They think we're dying right on time. So every two years, we reluctantly join this line, ensuring that the first suit he wears is not the one that he is buried in, that he sees how handsome he is that he gains the desire to live so that these pics can be used for nothing more than special occasions and milestones that we celebrate. So let me fix your tie. Stand up straight. Smile, son. It's picture day. Whoa. Powerful, man. Ooh. <laughs> Words worth a thousand pictures right there. <laughs> uh, no, I, I like the... I like the the spirit line spilling liquor whoa yeah that's uh shivers <laughs> thank you, thank you, yeah the yeah. way that's uh that's awesome thank you very much for sharing your uh, little bit of your afternoon with us it's uh My it's pleasure. much appreciated man uh jay jones take us home man well, um, yeah, like to reiterate, reiterate what Dee said, thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing your passion. Uh, and thanks for uh, inspiring us. Like I feel just inspired. I'm going to get off here and write a poem after I'm done for sure. But awesome. no, it, it was, it was, uh, it was really cool. And, uh, you know, a lot of respect. Thanks for, thanks for sharing your story. No, my pleasure. Thank you all for having me. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Peace out. You have been listening to Down Home. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. On a high plateau, from the one down below to the future of the funk, getting lost in the flow. Contact with the spot, McX. Now it's time to flex with the force from the soul, reaching all aspects, getting deep. No time to sleep as you reach your next phase, laying it all on the line. The song Breaking New Ground from the breakdown feeling free i just laugh with the joy of a beat boy just kicking it live a connection so strong transcribe with the vibe like magic prescribed